three weeks in a row. Can you believe it, Jamie Brown? We are back for another episode of the Circling Rectangle Show after another fantastic weekend of A-League men's football. Jamie Brown, how have you been? I have been good. And, you know, consistency is key. You know, a show every week. We keep coming back, torturing you guys even more, and you'll eventually love us. Hopefully. I mean, someone has to. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, your brother did send me a message of him listening to the show and complaining about my belittling of Ninkovic, but, you know, I mean, he deserves it. But, yeah, people listen. It, it, Troy, really, Troy deserves to be belittled, not Milos, bro. We could do that on the show if we mate, to, mi- like. Yeah, we could. But you know what? You wouldn't believe it, mate. Milos Ninkovic is 2-0, and bro. No goals, no assists, but he's 2-0. and Didn't he get injured kind of seriously this weekend? As no, I he just got predicted? punched in the face. Something you really want to do, oh, but uh, Paul Izzo did it for you. Thank you, Paul Izzo, my fantasy Paul Izzo. goalkeeper. He is our for a scum. <laughs> he is our player of the week, Paul Izzo. But um, yep, look, no. goal of the week, player of the week, everything. Give it Whatever to him. Whatever it is, I tell you what, he probably got a sister of the week. That was a fantastic finish. But um, yeah, no, good weekend of A League men's action. Also, <laughs> good weekend to see Jamie Brown. Did catch up for a little bit on the on the Sunday, but uh, yep, got sunburnt. It was good, fun. Yeah, and you do the look nice, day... and you, you do look nice and peachy. The next day, it was pissing down with rain, so my sunburn looked totally out of place. It was just weird. But hey, yeah. it happens. Unfortunately, your boys got beat, but hey, you won the grand final. That's all that matters. Yeah, we doesn't, won doesn't what matter. was important. And uh, look, yeah. mate, all, we, all we care about is the, the the park football, the grassroots football season is over, and I can focus entirely on not just this show, but following my beloved Western Sydney Wanderers, who are currently equal first. Uh, zero goals conceded, six points scored. What a time to be alive. But uh, look, enough about me and Jamie Brown. You're here to hear the results of this weekend's A-League men's action, and here they are. The results are in. And we kicked off this round of action with Brisbane Raw taking on Melbourne City, and uh, it went exactly how we all expected it to. Yep, 2-0 to Melbourne City. Brisbane, you know, they looked okay against MacArthur, as Charlie Austin said after that game. Absolutely battered, mate. But um, Melbourne City, uh, as as he also said in that post-match interview, are a really good side and they proved it on the night. Great win, pretty controlled. Uh, you know, that, it was pretty much the same performance that we saw against West United. West United just got a lucky goal. But Melbourne City, great win, 2-0. They're looking strong yet again. Yet yet again this fucking year. I just can't. Why? It's disgusting it's not how good they are. At least it's not the victory. That's just it hold is true. Happiness but it's there. still, unfortunately, a Melbourne team. Um, but look, as as I said last week, uh, Charlie Austin, batterings don't get you three points, goals do, and Brisbane Raw haven't scored a goal yet in this A-League season, so maybe they should focus on putting the circle in the rectangle. I mean, I can't help and keeping think the, if, the circle out of theirs. If Corey Brown was maybe still in the team, maybe they'd have a few goals this season, but you know, that was always, that was a fun off season for Brisbane and Corey, so uh, but yeah, mo- moving on to the next result. Uh, Newcastle at home, 2-1 winners over Perth. First time we got to see Newcastle. And they looked pretty good. Uh, despite I being really enjoyed their performance. Really enjoyed their performance this week. Down and, a man. Uh, Mikkel Tatso, what a finish to, to win the game. Just, it was not so much the finish, but the vision of the sort of passing play. Soterio to just sprint forward with the ball over halfway line and just play that perfectly weighted ball into Mikkel Tatso. That combination is going to be pretty special for Newcastle. And that's why I have them making the finals, but... Perth, you know, showed some signs of life, but, you know, just not good. No. <laughs> not much more you can say. They showed something, um, but unfortunately showing somethings don't get you three points. 
I mean, they scored one more goal than Brisbane Raw have. So that's you know, true. That's very there's, true. There's a positive for Ruben Zadkovic and the boys out west, but uh, I think they start with something like their first five games away. So you know, it gives the team a chance to develop and figure it out. It's how to play also each other. because their stadium is definitely not ready for an A League season. Yeah, no. Which you you got to feel bad yeah. for Perth, but you know what you it know. reminds me of, Jamie Brown. It reminds me of that photo I sent you a couple of probably last season. Yep. Literally two weeks before the A-League men's kicks off and Campbelltown Stadium looked disastrous. It was a count. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, they're playing out of... Um, I can't remember the club over in Perth, but it's an MPL team. They, they don't have the quality groundsmen that they have normally at whatever that stadium is called, if it's but, still NRB, whatever it is. But they've got, they've, got, they've got time on their hands now, and I reckon they're going to prepare a good pitch, and Hopefully. only time will tell, but I would like to... It'll be interesting to see Perth Glory at a stadium and not under the shed. So, don't know how that's going to play for the fans. But look, I'm, I just want to see Perth back home. That's when they actually play really good football. Uh, yeah. It is a tough place to travel to, Perth. So, I'm, like, unfortunately for them, they do have a very tough start to the year. And they've been away for so long this last couple of seasons. It'll be good to like we've seen with Wellington. It'll be good to see Perth actually play in front of their their loyal fans, their passionate fans, and a smaller capacity stadium. It could look really good optically on the TV. So. I'm looking forward to it, but I think we're still three or four games away from that happening. Yeah. So I'm unlucky for them. Enjoy your time on the East Coast, the better coast, as we all know. But yeah, uh, moving on to the next one. This will make you really happy. Melbourne victory. It makes me happy kind of too. Melbourne victory, nil. Western Sydney Wanderers won. I know your brother and a lot of oh, a few of my other mates traveled down for this one. I hate both of you guys, but... Yeah, good. You should. I like this. I, I like this result. To be honest, Ninkovic got punched I'm, I'm, in the face. Melbourne victory lost. It's a win-win for me. Mate, how how hard is it to beat Melbourne victory? I, I don't know why you guys struggled so much. We don't have a good manager. You don't either. We, but at uh, least he could bring Marco Rudan has yeah. recruited well. Is what he's, he's done. Got a good USB, that's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. But look, a uh, very very strong defensive display for the Wanderers again. I think Lawrence Thomas, our brand new goalkeeper, who is one of the best the A League had seen yep. before his big move over over to Europe, has made three saves in two weeks. But they've they've been saves that have had to be that, that one that he made in this game against the Victory that got underneath him and almost was going in until he quickly reacted and pulled it out. Mm-hmm. He's he's good, man. Yeah. I don't know but how that, Nani the, missed, the back line, but... that back line of Marcella and Marcella, that's a towering, very, very ominous looking back line. And then you, um, Gabriel Kler on the on the right and uh, Adama Traore, the only Adama Traore that really matters on the left. Like it's a, it's a formidable back line to break down. And I think Marco's gone with the old, uh, the last season Western United tactics. You don't have to win by a lot. You just don't concede. True, and you probably have a better squad than Western United had, but uh, you say it's the only Adama Traore that matters. How much baby oil does he have on his arms? Probably not a lot. It's just... no, it, it, yeah, it's because he doesn't like murdering babies just to use them for oil. <laughs> he's, he's probably not as strong, though. But, you know, good performance, good turnout like from both. Like You've got to consider Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory, and the Wanderers probably have the three biggest active supports in the country. And but, very good um, active supports like, when they're in full force. Like uh, yeah. I tell you what, as yeah, my brother went down there and sat in with the amongst the RVB in that one little corner bay, um, yeah. and all they said they're looking directly across, and all you see is one whole end of the pitch just completely filled to the brim of loyal Melbourne Victory supporters. I mean, yeah, you could probably hear them on the effects mic chanting the entire game, but. The Wanderers were just as loud in their in their little numbers, but like I tell you what, it was a 
it was a cracking game of football to watch. Um, Marcello with the only goal of the match, and surely that's goal of the season already. What a cracking finish. Just the run itself, <laughs> the big man, six foot four, making strides through the middle, making it look easy. Perfect ball out to the right. Plays it back to him. Nice low finish that gets deflected straight back to him. He didn't even know where it was. It just hit him in the shin and rippled the back of the net. Tell you what, no one knew it went in. Um, even the Wanderers fans, the RBB, didn't know it went in until they saw the net ripple. They all went off. Uh, Tommy Marcella shushing the Melbourne Victory fans made it even better, even That'll more be sweet. Um, but look, I tell you what, going down to Melbourne, to Amy Park, and coming away with three points is massive. It's a good yeah, start to the season for the Wanderers. Um, as I said, look, we may have only scored two ga- uh, two goals in two games, but we haven't conceded one yet. You know, it's better than going down to Melbourne and getting three points. Going down to Melbourne and winning the grand final. That's a good shit, idea. <laughs> we, might, uh, we might try and do that this year, but um, probably the big thing I would like to say, the last thing on this on this match, because I'm going to dribble on uh, the Wanderers because I'm a, a big fanboy. Uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago, probably one of our first seasons, uh, the, North, the former North Terrace, uh, stole an RBB drum and yeah. uh, they had a big banner on the weekend saying, come get your drum. And all we can say to that is you can keep the drum. We'll take three points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a so drum. Who needs a drum when you've got points? Yeah. You can buy plenty of drums. I like how that's their, that's their TIFO display. That's how they show their dominance at their first fucking home game of the year. It's pathetic. Really. When you look at what Sydney FC did, and I'm sure you guys had something decent last weekend, probably not compared to us. We but, had um, Billy Wingrove. It didn't matter what we had. <sighs> fuck that. The other guys way better. <laughs> but um, we should move on. We should. Um, at, least, we should. at least we haven't bashed a certain club that we'll probably get into a bit later. But uh, the next game... I, I, I tell you what, I will bash them later. Trust me. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. You oh, listen listen well. There will be a bashing. There is results coming up. But uh, the early game on the Sunday saw Wellington 2 uh, draw with the Mariners 2. Potential goal of the, of the season for Jay, uh, the cum dog. I'm not going to call him by his real name. It's the cum dog. Unfortunately, ruled out for, I think, offside or something like that. I was trying to keep track while watching your boys play, but um, a good result to all. Ben Wayne right, look, scoring another he, goal. He, he may have, yeah, he may have uh, had goal of the season disallowed, but his actual finish was is also a very good contender for goal of the week. The lovely yeah. outside of the foot off-balance off chip shot. Oh, perfect. Uh, but yeah, the cum dingo getting on the score sheet, but uh, two, or, two or draw, 88th minute own goal. That's, that's what we love about the A-League, isn't it? Yep, <laughs> and it, it, it it's heartbreaking that it happens to, I think Wellington it was, yeah, they were up 2-1. No, 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 sorry, Mariners were up 2-1, yeah. Literally, there was three goals scored in about seven minutes. Yeah, because I remember sitting there watching your game and having a good friend of mine, Ash, just couldn't, you know, we're at a live football game watching a pretty quality game, but he's on his phone watching the game and keeping us updated. So, Mate, as long as I don't, as I said, Mike, I don't care, as long as we support the A-Leagues, that's all that matters. Support grassroots football, yeah, he was there. Good, but he was watching the A-Leagues on Paramount+. Plus. You're a hero. Physically, he was there. Mentally, he was a long way away. He was in fucking Wellington. But, um, you know, first chance we got to see the Mariners. They look pretty good. Wellington, as we said last week, with Ufik Tale there, they might not have the best squad, but tactically, they're going to be a really competitive team going against anybody. So, sack Corica and bring him in, please. Uh, moving on to the next game, the middle game on the Sunday. So, MacArthur at home. Home opener, obviously in front of a packed house, Campbelltown Stadium, capacity 16,000. 2-0 win over Adelaide, the team that is, you know, a good chance of winning the competition. They've just won the Australia Cup. You would expect there to be a massive turnout with fans. I think there was at least 40 people there. And six of them uh, were was, in the ball. Look, I'll tell you what, there was at least 40. Uh, that's the big thing. That's This is the bashing we were leading up to. MacArthur, 
You had just won the Australian Cup. Yeah, you may have only beaten one A-League team on that run. That doesn't matter. You lifted a trophy. Congratulations. We're all proud of you. Your home, first home game of the season, it's a Sunday afternoon. Get more than 3,000 people there, please, for the love of God. Yep. It was pathetic. And, you know, we talk about active supports, you know, the North Terrace or whatever they call themselves now. You guys, I think the it's, Cove. I believe it's OSM, but I'm not too sure. Uh, OSM. And then you look at MacArthur. The All bullpen. six of their I'll bullpen tell, members. I'll tell you what. The RBB, in the, after the goal was scored, let off more flares than there are active members of the bullpen. Yeah, and I, I actually can't wait for Sydney FC to go there for the away trip this year because we're going to take about five or 600 people because the prices are cheaper. That's minimum. Are they? And How much are the prices? I think it's 40 bucks for yeah, no. our ticket for where we're going to be. But even no, you guys it's, it's, even, take... it's more expensive for the Wanderers, so we're not going. Well, that's understandable. But uh, when we, you... bring, we bring more than 500. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, we, we'll probably bring more than four five hundred because it's a pretty easy trip for us and you guys. But it's just going to be great to play there. We'll probably lose the game as expected as a Sydney FC fan this year. But hey, at least we're going to dominate them in the terraces as we have since their inception. Like we always say, they're an inconvenience. But you know, trophy team, look, Dwight look, York manager. What, Unfortunately, singing all you want, singing all game doesn't get you three points. Yeah, no, it doesn't, but it's all we've got. <laughs> Although it's we have got. You know, next result we'll get to after we're finished bashing Mikasa because it's just fun. Um, you know, to I just don't understand it. They're Australian well, Cup I, champions. I, I, Dwight York's the manager. You have Ulysses de Villa, Daniel Arzani, Lockie Rose is for some reason a cult hero. They have a fantastic squad and they can't get more than 5,000 people at a place that holds 16. Like optically... It's terrible, but you know, for people like me and you who have nothing to do on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon, it's like, hey, let's just go watch the Bulls play. Let's have a, let's have a bit of a laugh at the crowd because pitches from the bullpen was just pathetic. Um, the crowd in general, optically on the TV, it looked really bad. Not like they're the only ones that aren't filling out a stadium. Melbourne City's having problems. West United has struggle. Uh, Brisbane's probably going to look better when they get back to Redcliffe soon, but you know, it doesn't look great. But even like even- Newcastle packed out a stadium. Well, yep. not packed out. They had, I think, eight or 9,000 at, at McDonald Jones. That's that's a great outcome. It's getting back to the numbers they used to have on average. Yeah, it's close um, to capacity. I, I'll Campbell tell you what, too. there was still, even though the match was postponed last week, there was still about 6,000 fans waiting in the rain, waiting for the match to be postponed. They hung around. Yep. Like, yeah. The, I... you got to get these fans in seats. And there's something that's, we like, we may shit on the club, but unfortunately they're in the league. Yeah. They do. They do produce results. They're good to bash, but they're also they like they play good football. It's just yeah, they do you... not draw the crowd, and their fans are annoying at best. But they, yeah, they, you just you got to get these numbers in, and I don't know what's going on in the back room, but to get three thousand fans or three thousand attendees at your first home game after winning a cut, like a, a winning a trophy, is not good enough. With Mr. Bling himself, Dwight York as your manager. Like I said, the players you rattle off. Like, I'd go just to watch Dwight York stand on the sideline. <laughs> to be honest, as a Sydney FC fan, and he is you know, the inaugural champion with us, just to see him being his presence would be nice. But you know, talking to someone at your game on Sunday about what it's like in MacArthur, it just doesn't feel like the area buys into football. I mean, they've done things wrong where you know their junior base is in Northbridge, so if you're a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid, doesn't apply for you, Brisbane Royal, so you don't have to listen to this bit. <laughs> but you go to you have to go to Northbridge to 
play in their academy, why would you not go with MacArthur Rams or Camden Tigers because they're fucking there and they don't have to travel? Like they, they've they've done it all wrong. They, they, they I'll tell you they, why, and this is this is the annoying part. Both MacArthur Rams and Camden Tigers wanted to keep their own identity, which I am. I'm okay with that because you look at Northbridge. Yeah, they're the Bulls, but they just sell their name to the highest bidder. They were the North Shore Mariners at one stage. They just sell their name. Keep them as MacArthur. They just want to be involved. (laughs) Yeah. But once they start seeing the benefits that it's going to bring them, like MacArthur's gone up to the second division this year in the men's competition. They were always in the top of the women's, but it would bring... MacArthur won both grand finals in their respective competitions in both the men and women's. Like I don't, and that, that's there's the when their W League team comes in. Sorry, West uh, A League's women's competitions team come in. You have a feeder team right there, and a pretty decent one to pick from as well. We watched that grand final; they were a very good looking team. Like they played good football under their manager, but they've just not got the. It's like they don't want to be in Campbelltown. They want to. They want to be in Fairfield, Liverpool. Let's let's put it that way. They're they're playing in Campbelltown Stadium, but they don't want to be there. They don't train there. They don't want to be there. I think it's just time we cut our losses and just say, hey, fuck off down to Canberra. We'll start you down there. Join Canberra United. They're already established and pretty good women's team and program. A great supporter base down there for football. They already get out. They, they get more than MacArthur gets to a W League game. So, Because you wouldn't believe it. It's the only football they've got. Yeah, there's not a lot that if happens they, in if, Canberra. If Canberra had an A-League men's team, I mean, we've gone completely off results here because we just like doing it. Yeah, I just like MacArthur. Yeah, if if Canberra had an A League men's team, they would be one of the like largest fan bases immediately, and that's they... the big thing. But unfortunately, it's not in Canberra; it's in Macarthur. We're going to have to deal with it until they they okay. eventually bite the bullet and say, "Hey, we're not making enough money here." Because at the end of the day, look, as much as we like in watching football, professional football is a business. Yep. And they are not doing good business. No, and the FFA will eventually stop funneling all this money into them. They're getting everything they need to make this team successful in that area, and it's still not fucking working. Like they'll get their biggest crowds this year will be Western Sydney at home and Sydney FC at home because we'll bring away support and people in that area support the two clubs. Want to see good clubs play football, which they are a good club, but there's just something going on either behind the scenes or just in the. They're a good team. They're not a good club. Yeah, good good team. Yeah, the, the on the field stuff is amazing. Everything else around it is terrible. Like, yeah, I just every week we do this, but it's just it's just so easy. You see that crowd, and it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? You guys are going to be up there, top three, I think this year. Probably challenging. How embarrassing is it going to be when Macarthur makes and hosts the grand final at Bankwest Stadium, and they get a less a smaller crowd than what they got against Sydney United? Like if that's Sydney FC, like Sydney FC has won a title in Bankwest Stadium and it was a sellout. You guys, yeah, you if you'd hosted, every every other Sydney right. club has won a, a trophy in our stadium, bar us. Oh yeah, yeah. Even McCarthy. We'll make it even sweeter when we win the big one. Yeah, but you'd be the third team to lift a trophy in that stadium. Yeah. Well, it's good to lift it in your own stadium, but you know, at least even in a like the first round of the finals. We like Allianz and Bank West or Combank will be f- pretty much a sellout for that finals game. Campbelltown Stadium would be lucky to be half full for a finals game. They'll bullshit. Oh, we need to take it to Combank because we need we're going to have a lot of fans coming. Don't lie to us. Don't, don't don't lie to us. I would prefer 
to see 12,000 people out of suburban ground yep. packing out the hills than see 12,000 people at a 30,000-seat stadium. Because visually, it looks good. Sydney FC at Leichhardt, when we sell that place out, looks so much better than what it used to playing out at Allianz. Which is when why I think long like, time. with Perth going to this small MPL ground, yeah, they oh, may, it's going to look great. They may only it may only hold eight thousand people, but they're going to get five six thousand people there, and it's going to be a great fantastic. atmosphere. It, it's going to be loud and a great atmosphere. So it's right. going to let's. But yeah, we'll let's finish. Stop bashing on these these yeah. people. Um, we keep, we, we should, we've got one more result, and I'm surprised Jamie hasn't been like trying to swing it this way and get it over and done with because he, he like, the smile on his face. I think only because one Sydney FC won, but it made him also look like a genius with current champions, oh, West yeah. United, Owen <laughs> two. Um, but yeah, the with. final match round of the weekend saw Sydney FC travel down to Melbourne three uh, to beat Western United one. Um, I mean, I think, I think uh, Jamie Brown's onto something here, people. I don't I say that with like as much pleasure as you think, but Jamie Brown may be onto something. <laughs> we throw around the word vindication here quite often. I'm close no, to being vindicated. No, I'm, you, I'm close. I'd say two more rounds and you might be onto something. And they got a tough one this week against MacArthur in Mel- Well, wherever they want to play the game. But yeah, Sydney FC 3-1. Mac on the score sheet again. Lafondra scoring a penalty after he missed a penalty. Really annoyed about that. But your your boy, your, your man, Joe Lolly, score on the on the score sheet. You know, fantastic. Defense wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Who knew that t- taking our Alex Wilkinson out of the team would make it a little bit faster when you put Gerd in? We just looked good going forward. Uh, I mean, I know it's against West United. I don't, I don't expect them to do much, but hey, I love winning. And there was goals. I'll tell you, oh. I'll tell you what. Lacroix looked average again. Yep. No Tomoki Amoy. Jamie Young is not as young as he used to be. But yeah, I'll tell you shaky. what. Steve Corica, his job on the line has gone, hey, you know what? I suck. Let's not play 4 triple two anymore. Let's throw some width in there. Damn. And he's brought in two very good wingers in Robert Mack and Joe Lolly. And yeah, your defense may still be a little bit shaky, but going forward, you guys look very, very threatening. We do. If But I mean, we've already come up against one of the better teams in the comp and we looked good. Unfortunate loss. In treacherous trying... conditions too. Yeah, I think that kind of helped us, to be honest. But um, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Um, I'm actually really not. I, I'm happy that we won, but you know, moving forward, I, I don't know what the future holds and part of me hopes we lose so we get rid of Corica. But Hey, we're playing good football. I wish we could get a tall striker up front so that when we go wide and then cross the ball into little five foot seven Adam Lafondra, we might have an attacking threat there. But hey, whatever we're doing's working. They both like to cut in. They both play on the alternate side for their strong foot, which means they're cutting in a lot. And for some reason, they do it five or six times in the first half. And the second half, defenders don't even realize they're going to do it. But hey, I don't want to tell them how to do their jobs. As long as they can cut in and finish like they have been, Max been on fire. Lolly should have scored two or three goals against Victory last week with his shots, but man, winning winning's awesome. If, you, <laughs> Don't if let... you keep Joe Lolly fit, he will be probably one of the best players the A League had seen. He's such uh, a good footballer. That goal was phenomenal. Like it's what he threatened last week against the Victory, just couldn't quite get it on target. Conditions probably played a part, but give him dry football. And for some reason, they just kept letting him cut onto that left foot. He wasn't doing anything on the right, never went on his right. But, you know, it, it's uh, at one stage in this game, it was almost like Mac and Lolly realized that Lafondra is not that good anymore because the ball kept going from Mac over to Lolly for a shot or Lolly over to Mac for a shot. And then eventually they brought him into it and he scored his penalty. But after he missed the penalty, I could see why they were avoiding him. 
Um, I don't know why. But look, I'll tell you, like, as I said, you guys look very, very threatening going forward, and that worries me. Defensively, terrible, but like, yes, correct. Whereas with with the Wanderers, defensively, we look fucking very, very good. We struggle going forward. Yeah, we look good going forward. It's just we don't have that yet. I reckon it's like give him time. Solomon Krupic will score some goals. Just let him adapt. Let him adapt. I don't know if Wanderers had plenty of time to adapt. Score a penalty. You're a striker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the worst fucking penalty. He hit it exactly the same way the second time. He just actually got a hold of it. But I liked Aaron Good in that defensive line. But mm-hmm. I would not be bringing. I know he's a captain, whatever. I wouldn't be bringing Alex Wilkinson back anytime soon. I think Good looks good with Donerkey. If you're going to take anyone out, you take Donerkey out and put Rodwell back in after 11 weeks of his injuries. Yeah, but... have, have, have we heard? Have we heard about uh, Jack Rodwell yet? <laughs> no, nah, we do this, man. We did it with Zulo. It's week to week, every fucking week. He's not in. He's not going to feature in this week's game, and then next week after his press press match, uh, press conference on Sunday night, he'll say the exact same thing. He'll say, "Yeah, he's unlikely to be in the team for next week, but we'll keep monitoring the situation." It's what we do when it's a long term injury. We never say he's out for six weeks. We say week to week. I, I hate it. It's fucking annoying me. I can't find anything. I can't. No one's telling me anything. Even good friend of the show, Connor O'Toole. But yeah, it's just week to week. You're going to be right. It's going to be week ten, week eleven before we see him. And you know, you, you were right. Seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever we're paying him, and he's probably going to play seven games if that. But hey, Lolly looks good. Well, I'll tell you what. But if, if he does play, he will look good for seven games. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll be a great seven games. Probably get seven oh. wins, which might launch us into the top six. But uh, you know, which unfortunately would also keep Steve Corica. But look, we move on. There were some. There was a lot of goals scored this week. Uh, there was a lot of good goals scored this week. Finally. And I think it's always time for goal of the week. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And I tell you what, there were, as I said, very good goals scored this week. Tommy Marcella, easily goal of the season, but I don't get a vote by myself. Uh, it is collaborative. Uh, Jason Cummings, the cum dog, the cum dingo, whatever you want to call him. Uh, two very good goals, only one of them allowed. Um, but yeah. as, as Jamie said, there can only be one goal of the week, and that was Joe Lolly. What a fucking phenomenal yeah. strike that was. Yeah, I, I think I messaged you when it happened. It's goal of the week. There were a lot of good goals. Come dog almost got on the sheet. I think Azani could have been on there with his goal, mm-hmm. but yeah, Lolly cutting in on his left, top bins, just beautiful floating knuckleball. Thank God. Thank God we've signed a decent player who can strike. Oh my God, it feels good. Congratulations, Lolly. Love you, mate. Can't wait to catch up with you on Sunday for this game. I'll be on the bottom tier as we probably draw two or three all with Adelaide, but um, yeah, fantastic strike. God, it's good to have some good players in this team again. How just good is it? Yeah, just, as, uh, yeah. Jamie, Jamie messaged me as soon as he scored that goal and just goes goal of the week. And my one word response was banger, and because that's yep. absolutely what it was. It was an absolute belter of a strike. Uh, I tell you what, Nottingham players they're just good at football when they're not playing for Nottingham. Uh, oh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, let's not talk about that. He's in the A League now, and that's where we want to keep him. Uh, yeah, Joe Lolly, well done on A-League Men's Round 2 Goal of the Week. But probably we should have done this earlier when we went on our fucking MacArthur tangent, but <laughs> there is some hot topics to get around, and it's time for hot topics. And Jamie Brown came in, as soon as we joined the studio, Jamie Brown goes, I've got a lot of topics to go through. Yep. So let's go to Jamie Brown. All right, we'll start off with... The men's side of the soccer international draw. Uh, Harry Suter, after a long-term injury, was back for Stoke. Played 45 minutes in their under-23s team. They got batted 4-1, but most of the goals came in the second half after he was already off the field. So good to see the big Scotsman for the Socceroos getting back on the field just in time for the World Cup. Um, a few of the players have gone down with 
niggly injuries. Nathaniel Atkinson was one of them as well. So it's concerning for Graham Arnold. Atkinson, but... um, Arjun Hustik. Yeah. Um, yeah, he went we off are, as well. Uh, we're in dire straits here. When you look at probably this is, the... This is what happens when you have a World Cup in the middle of the season. Yeah, it's it's going, but it's going to affect everyone. We're talking about the Socceroos squad because that's we were an Australian football show, but it's going to affect all the other countries. But you know, Harry Suter probably when you look at the top three players in that Socceroos squad, Heuristics for sure there. Harry Suter is definitely up there. I wouldn't say Nathaniel Atkins in the top three, but he is very, very much an on the rise Socceroo, and he's going to be very key to what Arnie wants to do. Hopefully, it's not long term for uh, Aiden and Nathaniel, but. It's good to see the big man, that the big seven foot twelve centre back for Stoke, getting back into fitness. God, he's a tall man, and he's a good footballer too. But yeah, it's it was good giant. to see Harry Suter back on the pitch. Yeah, Milk may have been in there under twenty threes, but after doing an ACL, it's you just got to. It, it can either make or break your career. An ACL injury, and it's good to see him back on the pitch. And yeah, we are forty three days out from a World Cup, I believe it is. Yeah, four A League rounds to go, four wins for Sydney FC. I hope. But um, uh, next one, Jackson Irvine for my FC St. Pauli starred in the Hamburg Derby, a 3-0 win for St. Pauli against those bastards from the other side of town. And he got two assists, uh, one at one direct assist, one second assist, a beautiful ball down to the byline. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't ice hockey. You can't go second assist. It's just the one. All right. He, may, he was involved <laughs> he, he created in the, the lead play. up. He was yeah. involved in the lead up of a goal, but he did not get the assist. Don't you fucking put words in people's mouths. <laughs> Heavily involved in the lead up to the assist, second assist as we call it in ice hockey. But yeah, great win for FC St. Pauli, a very bitter derby. If if anyone caught the highlights, the fans, they fucking hate each other in Hamburg. But um, it was really good to see, you know, another good. Well, it's really good to see people hate each other, or is it good to see good football? No, and to see a soccerer play well. A soccer and Connor Metcalf's also in that FC St. Pauli team. I don't think he got onto the field, but but he he will eventually work his way into that first team squad. Probably just got to give him some time. Um, uh, also elsewhere, Aaron Moy did some things for Celtic. Who really cares? Um, Hibernian, uh, Boyle got on the hey, score you sheet. You can't just skip over the pasty Perlo, mate. Yeah, but it's fucking Celtic. Who cares? The only good thing it's about Ange him Postacoglu, is Ange you... I was about Ooh. to, I was about to say that the only good thing about him is Ange Postacoglu and Aaron Moy. But other than you're that, a, I don't, you're really, a don't really care about Australian him. football. Disgrace. Um, Boyle scored again for Hibernian. Riley McGrees uh, came off the bench after 75 minutes for Middlesbrough as they went down 2-1 to Blackburn. Ever since they sacked Chris Wilder, Middlesbrough is on a downward trajectory. It's uh, not looking good for them. But um, other than that, uh, obviously we just mentioned Aiden Aiden Hurstic came off injured, but hopefully it's not going to be too bad. Uh, He he played on after getting injured, which is a good sign. He tried to run it off, but look, just uh, as a precaution, they'd get subbed off. So um, he he shouldn't be in doubt for the World Cup. Hopefully, because he's probably our best player, to be if we're being really honest. Um, but yeah, that's it for the men's side. Uh, I saw Graham Arnold at the Sydney FC game a couple of weeks back, so that was cool to see him checking. I think he was at the Wanderers game as well. I don't know why. I don't know who you're picking from the Wanderers, but um, yeah, that's the you know 43 days away from a men's World Cup. But we'll switch to the women's side. Do we start with the negative or the positives first? Uh, uh, if you say the positives, technically it's a negative because of the implications of it. But um, look, uh, yeah. Jamie Brown's very, very upset. You almost had a spray for this episode. And we haven't had a Jamie spray in a while. So I was really disappointed when he said he's not going to spray. Um, our girl, Sam Kerr, third overall in the Ballon d'Or for women's Ballon d'Or. Uh, look, it's a good achievement. Very well done. Uh, I'm going to say she definitely... like. Top three women in the world. That's a fantastic achievement. Yeah. I'm just more or less disappointed with who actually won because I thought Beth Mead, who finished second, should have won. 
Yeah, I'm glad there's no Americans in the top three, that's for sure. I agree Beth Mead is probably better than Alexis Patelis. Um, she also plays in a way, way tougher league competition and won a European championship, but Sam Kerr is the best in the fucking world. Like, for years, we'd give Leo Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo the award, not because they played good for their clubs, but just because they were the best in the world. Sam Kerr is head and shoulders above anybody else. Patelis plays in a Farmers League women's competition in Spain where there's only two clubs that actually care about it. Beth Mead plays in England. I think she's, I think she plays for Manchester United, which is unfortunate for her. But she is a very good player. She was amazing for England for the Lionesses at the Euros. But Sam Kerr is the best in the fucking world. If the Matildas didn't have her in their team, they would be nowhere near as highly ranked as they are, and they are low ranked right now because of that coach. But we'll get into that later. I just don't understand why they keep pandering to this Barcelona player. Barcelona's got enough problems. Stop handing them awards. We should be lambasting that club from top to bottom. But yeah, Sam Kerr was robbed. She's on the cover of FIFA. What what more does she have to do? She was golden boot in the women's she Super League. She has to. You wouldn't believe it. She has to change her yeah. nationality. Or if she Champions was League. not, if she was an American or an English person, an English woman, she'd yeah. have three by now. It's because we are from Australia, the land down under. We have no real footballing culture, according to the rest of the world. Um, hey, Nani will tell you the otherwise, reason why. Mate. Nani will tell you otherwise. Oh, mate, listen to Nani. Except you yeah. couldn't score in an open goal, you clown. Get that better. Was too um, crazy. <laughs> but you, you are right. Well, I think we discussed this last year for the um, the Ballon d'Or. I think it was it was the same thing. She lost again. She came second last year. Sad that she's dropped. But in my mind, and I, a lot of people... Actually, no, like, it's third twice in a row. Who came second last year? Uh, another English girl. Or probably Megan Rapinoe. I don't know. Ugh. Overrated. But she's Correct. she's the best in the world. And I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm an English football fan. Like, I love the Matildas, but I was over the moon. that I'm going to see the Lionesses when they come here for the World Cup, along with the Matildas, but I'm going to follow the Lionesses wherever they go. She is the best player in the Women's Super League, bar none. Chelsea has won back-to-back titles. She's been golden boot back-to-back years. She's been player of the season for Chelsea and in the Women's Super League. I don't know what more. And like, it's actually a tough competition as well. There are four or five teams every year that could win that competition. Even Liverpool this year have come up from relegation and they look pretty sharp from the start. They beat Chelsea in match week one. I just, uh, it just, I, I, I don't want to say it, but I hope Chelsea win the Champions League for women because I think that's the only thing. If she stars in that competition, that's going to get her over the line for if next Chelsea, year's deal. If, yeah, if Chelsea win the Champions League in the women's, and Australia do well at a World Cup, and so if we, I reckon the only way is if we make a final. If we make a final in a home World Cup, she's guaranteed. Yeah, but it, it shouldn't have to be that way. She's the best in the fucking world. When she's on the ball, you can't touch her. You can't stop her. She scores goals for fun. Yeah, and that, that like I said, I'm not using my bias, like, but. This, I I guess I got to watch more of this Alexis Patelis chick because from what I've seen and what I've watched in Champions League games, uh, honestly, I don't know what everyone else is seeing. Compared, I think there's a lot of women, especially in that European Championship, that were a lot lot better than what she was. And you know, they just keep pandering to these Spanish giants as they always do. Karim Benzema won the men's Ballon d'Or, deserved it. Not gonna no, lie, that, that's a deserved season. award, don't you? Don't <laughs> yeah, you I was going to say he up. had an amazing season, like forty six games, forty four goals, fifteen assists, three trophies. But you know, they just give it to the Barcelona side of the women's draw. I, I, I mean, yeah, it is. Which what it surprises is. me because Leon women are like incredible. 
always incredible. So were the Wolfsburg women's. Yep. Which knocked out Barcelona from the Champions League. Correct. Easily. Like one of the most decorated women's football team in Champions League history. And yet it makes no sense. But look, I, I, yeah. that, that's why we're not voting for the for the Ballon d'Or. That's why we're not part of the um, the people asked to put their votes in because we'd be retarded. Um, At least we know what we're but, talking about. We generally watch the we games. Did. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, look, very disappointing. i tell you what, it's not disappointing because um, third place, uh, third best women women's footballer is, in the world is good. an incredible achievement. But uh, let's go for one more. Uh, let's go two more next year, all right? Let's go yeah, number it sh- one. It should be number one. But um, sticking with the Matilda, uh, we'll, go to a, we'll go negative, positive, negative. Claire Wheeler, former Sydney FC midfielder, just signed in the Women's Super League with Everton. Her first game this weekend, her debut will be up against Sam Kerr's Chelsea. Uh, the, tenth, the tenth Australian to play in the Women's Super League, so well done. Which is awesome. We're flooding it now, and they're all playing incredibly well. Mackenzie Arnold saved a penalty for West Ham, and also had a good game all round. Emily Gelnick scored a screamer. Caitlin Ford. Did you see the the West Ham game after the penalty was saved? Oh, the fire, the pushing and shoving, yeah. and then the swinging. Yeah, that was uh, pretty fiery. A genuine left hook. <laughs> nice, nice oh. little red card there for what is women's football. <laughs> That was that was uh that was feisty, but um good to see Mackenzie like she'll be in that Matilda squad for the World yeah, Cup for 100%, sure. Guaranteed. Good, good to see her on fire, saving penalties. Caitlin Ford's killing it. We know um Ellie Carpenter's killing it at Leon. She's come uh, after she's her injury. It's good to see her she, back. Yeah, she's come back from injury, so she's working it out. But um, yeah, good. And yet another Aussie signing in in the Women's Super League. Uh, my last topic. Uh, a, a positive and a negative. Uh, the Matildas. Finished off their two games in in Denmark, sorry, with a three one win over Denmark. A screamer from Katrina Gori to, I think, it put them up two one at the time. But yeah, a good result, but a bad come result. Back, come back time. from the brink, uh, down one nil at half time. All three goals in the second half. Um, so I tell you what, as much as we hate Tony Gustafsson, he's going to be keeping a job because he may have done something, some miracle work in that uh, half time break. Yeah, because I think they were it was one all going into the break. They got an early goal, we but one nil down. Okay, so I believe we were down. Yes, I knew. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we scored to go up or if they. I, I know someone came back just after half time, but yeah, I don't know. Um, we got a World Cup coming up. I we've not been fans with him on this show for a long time now. It just really I have noticed. <laughs> I think we like Tony Gustafsson as much as we like the MacArthur Bulls. Sorry, MacArthur FC. I mean, when you look at how much shit we've put on Gustafsson, I mean, we saw him at the MPL New South Wales Women's Grand Final. We weren't too impressed to see him there. But, you know, they won. They beat South Africa 4-1. They beat Denmark, who are a good side. We've slipped down to 13th in the world rankings, which is disgusting. We get pot one for the World Cup draw just purely because we're hosting. But, yeah, um, I am very nervous for the Matildas going into this this World Cup at home. Yeah, look... As much as I think he is not great, I mean, coming from having Alan Stajic there, who's tactically a genius, um, and then having Tony Gustafsson come in and do poorly at an, at the Olympic Games, um, not really produce results, but like he's still there now. He is starting to produce results. Maybe, maybe all he needed was time. Jamie Brown. Maybe we were judging him a little too harshly. Maybe. Uh, but look, a home World Cup next year. I'm so excited to go watch the Women's uh, World oh, Cup, yeah. follow the Matildas as much as I can. Um, look, we may be 13th in the world, but just having having home support, I think will drive a really good campaign. I can see us doing really well in this World Cup, 
but I can also see us bottling it in the group stage because Tony's a goose. I mean, it helped us a little bit for the USA tour, but this is a World Cup. I mean, we did well at the Olympics, so who knows what we can do when we get that squad together for a good amount of time. But yeah, I'm nervous about it because we. I want to do well. I think if we can have a really good tournament, make a final or a semi-final, it'll be huge for the game domestically. But I don't back him as a manager. He hasn't proven why we should. So I mean, neither has Graham Arnold, yet we back him. <laughs> Actually, do we? <laughs> I back Gus. And he's there with Arnold, so hopefully it, it works out. We're just Goose, we're Goose fans here. Mm. Big Goose fans. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, look, I, th- I think we've run out of topics, Jamie Brown. That's all I got, yeah. I, I had a fair few, which is more than last week. But um, yeah, still. Still pissed off about that Sam Kerr thing. I was disgusted when yeah, I woke up this morning. Just, just mellow on it. Um, and maybe build up the... keep. Actually, don't mellow on it. Keep that rage. Maybe you'll have a spray for next week and we can bring back easily the favorite segment of this show. But that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, more action of the A-League men's coming up this weekend. Uh, look, Jamie, do you want to go for four weeks in a row? I think we can try. We can definitely uh, we try. Should be able to do that. I think we should can be. do that. Uh, uh, look, that's it for us this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for seeing me, Jamie Brown. Um, but look, Good to be back. More A-League men's action on the weekend. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Bring it on.